Greetings, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world on today. We thank you for tuning into the Being Love in Action podcast. And I am your host, Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. And we invite you to share with us on today while we walk through one of the most love-inspired texts of the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 8. So we encourage you, pull out your journals, fill your coffee and teacups, sip your water and listen with an open heart and mind while we while being inspired, empowered and even challenged as we share through the gospel of Jesus Christ what it means to be love in action. Well, hello again. Happy New Year and all of those wonderful things. I pray that this year already on day three of January 2019 has been one filled with many blessings. We are so excited because we believe that God is going to do more than we can even expect. I declare that God is going to blow the mind of his people on this year. Amen. And I pray that you will walk in that excitement with me as we share today a word of encouragement. Normally for those who are tuned in, Being Love in Action podcast is a podcast where we give life application on how to live every day, being love in action through the word of God. And sometimes in, in, in between the actual episodes, we'll give words of encouragement. And today I was just inspired through the word of God to give us a word of encouragement as we start off the new year. I know many of us have already began our uh, new year's resolutions and we have written down our goals. We have put up our vision boards and all of those things are wonderful. And I am so excited that you guys are already on top of it. But there are some things that I believe as we approach 2019 that we need to know who we are. Amen. We need to know who we are. It is great to know what we want to do. It is great to have aspirations and dreams, but we have to know who we are. Because one thing about living that I've learned is that life will not always go according to the way that we want it to. There will be some detours. There will be some roadblocks. There will be even some change and turnarounds or or displacements. But in everything that we do, we need to know for those of us who are believers in Christ, who we are and what that means to know we are God's people. Amen. So today I'm just going to encourage you to walk in the, the idea that in 2019, we're walking to know who we are. We are walking with clarity. We're going to walk with conviction and we're going to walk in confidence. Amen. And so let's look at first Peter two and nine. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV version. So if you're reading from another translation, sometimes the words are are a little bit different, but it's the same meaning. And first Peter two and nine says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of 
darkness into his wonderful light. And Peter, the apostle Peter wrote this during a time when Christians throughout the Roman Empire were being executed. And he wanted to offer encouragement to those suffering Christians, to the families of those who had already been killed, to those who were believers who were possibly facing imminent death uh, by the hands of the Roman soldiers in the Roman Empire. And he wanted to set that up and give encouragement to the people of God. And one of the things I love that as I begin to, to reflect and meditate on this text was that it started off by telling Peter started off by letting the people of God know who they are. And the first thing I want to look at is who you are. That's that's the title, who you are. Going into 2019, do you really know who you are? You may know what you want. You may know where you want to live. You may want to know the businesses that you're going to set up. But do you really know who you are? That is imperative. That is the foundation of what's going to keep you as you are going through the year. And as life brings ups and downs, you need to be able to stand. And the only way many times we can stand is if we know who we are. Amen. And so let's look at this text. The first thing I want us to look at as we go into 2019, I want us to go into 2019 with clarity and knowing who we are. The word says right here in first Peter, we are a chosen people. The very first declaration came through Abraham, who was selected out of all the families on earth that his lineage as an Israelite, a Jew to be the father of many nations. God said to Abraham, leave your family. I'm going to take you to a place, but it, while before I take you to that place and in the process of you getting there, my promise is that your seed will be the father of many nations and that birth Isaac. And I want you to look at chosen. What is the meaning of chosen? Chosen means you have been selected as the best or most appropriate. Listen, people of God, understand that you are a chosen people. You have been selected. You are the best of the best. You are the top of the top. Don't get it twisted. It doesn't mean that you are the best because you are better than someone else. It means that you have the better than of others who operate not under the umbrella of Jesus Christ. I hope you catch that on today. This is something that we need to be excited about. Come on, somebody. We need to be excited. Yes, excited about the very fact that we are chosen by God, regardless of nationality, regardless of race, regardless of ethnicity or whatever place or country or world you come from. If you are a believer in Christ in 2019, you need to know that you are chosen. If you don't know anything else, you are chosen by God. Ephesians 3 and 6 says, through the gospel of Jesus Christ, Gentiles, those of us, who are, are not from the Jewish descent together with Israel, Jews are members of one body and share together in Jesus Christ. That's simple. So there's, there is no racism in God. Come on. I need you to catch me with that. There is no racism in God. I need you to catch that. Romans eight and 17 says, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, uh, 
If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. So for those of us who accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have the blessings of God, but we are also joint heirs to the sufferings of Jesus Christ. And that'll be another teaching at another time. But today, the first thing I want us to remember, and I hope you caught it, and knowing who we are in 2019, we have to walk in clarity. And in that clarity, we know that we are chosen people of God. Amen. The second thing I want us to look at is, it says right here in the text, it says we are chosen people. And remember, we're first Peter two and nine. It says we are chosen people. And then it says we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. So the first thing we looked at is going into 2019, who we are. That means having clarity and knowing who we are. The second thing I want us to look at is that we going into 2019, we have to have conviction in knowing why we are. In other words, why you are who you are in God. Conviction. That means there is a responsibility and accountability. First, let's look at what it says. It says a royal priesthood. This is what I want you to understand. Prior to resurrection, the resurrection of Christ in the Old Testament time, only the priests could approach God directly for the sins of the people. No one else but the priests. Those who were called to the priesthood usually came from a lineage or a family. I want you to remember this, a community of people that were set aside. Again, we're going to that chosen people. The royal priesthood were those who were set aside as priests to be able to be the mediator between God and man to atone for the sins of man. And, and no one else would had the authority to do that. So there was a sense of reverence for the priest. Amen. Me, a regular person or any regular person, if they were not ordained or they came from that priesthood, they could not approach what was then the throne or going to the Ark of the Covenant and begin to atone for the people. Amen. So, but after the death and then the resurrection of Christ, which was done on the cross, believers can now approach God directly and without fear. So the priest in the Old Testament was the intermediary between God and man. And then when Jesus came and he died and he was resurrected, Jesus removed sin and restored man unto God. Now we the believers of God. Now we have the responsibility to share with others Christ. So remember, now we're talking about the conviction of in 2009. We have to have a conviction of knowing why we are who we are in God. And in that conviction, we have the responsibility to share with others Christ. Second Corinthians 5, 18 through 21. And I'm just going to pull some inserts. It says God gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That's in verse 18. And then in verse 21, it says we are Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. That's important because we have a responsibility. Again, conviction brings responsibility as a royal priesthood. This does not refer to a title as a priest. So I want you to get that out of your mind. If you say, well, what do you? What is what does that mean? Does that mean that that as a royal priesthood that that I'm a priest because I don't know? No, it doesn't mean that it, it's not talking about a title. 
It's referring to being associated with a community, not a title, a kingdom. Remember Old Testament, it was a community of people, priesthood set apart, chosen by God to, to atone, be the intermediary for the people of God and their sins. But here as, as us, remember we're going to what Peter is saying in 1 Peter 2 and 9. We are a royal priesthood. In the very beginning, it says we are chosen people. So now New Testament, God is bringing through the word of God. Peter is telling us, listen, we are a royal priesthood. Remember the, the people of God are being persecuted. They're literally being killed for being believers in Jesus Christ. And he's saying we are a royal priesthood. And, and, and we are part of the community. And as a part of the kingdom of God, we are part of a chosen people. We are set apart within a royal kingdom. That's what he's Peter is saying. He says, like I said before, priests were set apart because of their lineage. Now we are set apart because we are believers in Jesus Christ. We have accepted him as Lord and Savior. And now we are part of the kingdom of God in the royal priesthood. And because we are united with Christ as members of the body, we join in his priestly work of reconciling God and man by sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that means sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ is not just meant for those who are pastors, those who are evangelists, those who are teachers, those who are apostles, those who are prophets. It's not just meant for leadership. It's meant for everyone who is part of the body of Christ. And this is what Peter is sharing with the people of God. It's no longer just something done by the priests. Yes, it is still done by those who are leaders, but it is a, re a responsibility of everyone. So we know that in conviction, there's a responsibility as we are part of the royal priesthood in the kingdom of God, the family. And then it says a holy nation. Now, here is where accountability we have to look at conviction and accountability. There is a standard we must adhere to and live by. We cannot live any kind of way. Unfortunately, what has happened in this timing is that too many times we are stuck in what has been acceptable into, into the world. It says that just because the world says it's okay, what does the word of God say? What does the word of God says about your life? What is, how are you being accountable for your life? Are you just living any kind of way? Or are you really living according to the word of God? Yes. You know, we talk about being under the law of grace and the Bible says in Ephesians two and eight, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, not from us, but for us and not by our deeds, but only from God's handiwork created in Jesus Christ. Grace is not this people of God. Grace does not mean that we can continue to live in sin every day and don't have a heart of repentance and think we are living in the will of God. I want you to get that because too many times we abuse grace. It is available and it is there, but it is not meant to be abused. Because there is a point of time where you will not be allowed grace. I'm, I'm going to show you in the word of God. Know this. At some point, grace will not be available. God will allow you to own your sinful nature. And at some result, it's going to either result in destruction or possibly death. 
Romans 12, Romans, I'm sorry, Romans 1, 21 through 32. I want you to read this when you get a chance. I'm not going to read all of it. I'm going to read excerpts of it. And again, this is, this is people of God. They're not talking about sinners. They're talking about people of God. And the word says, and I'm going to read inserts. Verse 25 says, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. And they worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Now, grace, we're talking about grace now. And, and what happens when you think you can continue to live any kind of way and not live in repentance, living in, you know, many times people apologize, right? And we say, God, I'm sorry but we don't change our behavior. Repentance literally means to turn away from, turn away from, right? So look at verse 28, it says, furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over. This is when you're no longer under grace because at some point, God is gonna lead you, lead you to your own devices. Remember, you have a choice. You have a choice to live for God, take the word and live it. Or you have a choice to live how you want to live and believe that grace is going to keep you. He says that God gave them over to a depraved mind. I like in some translations where it says a reprobate mind so that they do what watch this so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed. And depravity, they are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Watch this, verse 32. Although they know God's righteousness decrees that those who do such things deserve death. They not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Again, he's not talking about sinners. He's talking about those who knew him and follow him at one point. What grace is. So if you believe that you can live again, we're talking about accountability. If you think that you can live any kind of way, and on Sunday, go to church, cry and worship. And in your heart, you already know before you leave, you're going to, you want to sin. You want to partake in that sinful thing. And you have no intentions of not, of stopping it. I'm telling you, and I want you to remember at some point, God will leave you to your own devices. It's here in the text. We just read it. Romans 1, 21 through 32. Remember, we're talking about conviction. The priest, the, that we are part of the royal priesthood. So there's a responsibility and we are part of a holy nation. There's an accountability. There is a standard that we must live by. Grace is the unmerited and undeserving favor of God to sinful man. So here's the thought. Are you truly part of a holy nation as God intended for your life? Or are you part of the unholy nation of the evil one? Remember, we're talking about accountability. Measure it. How do you measure it? 
against your lifestyle? Does your lifestyle identify more with the world's perspective or does it fit in with God's standards? Accountability. You cannot live however you want to live and think that you can just apologize and there will be no consequences at some point. We have gotten it twisted that people can be service of uh, Christians and live any kind of way because we live under the grace of God and there is no standard. There is no accountability. That's not true. Watch this. Why do people believe that you can go to the house of God any kind of way? But you can't go to a public restaurant and not dress a certain way. You can't go into a public restaurant intoxicated. You can come in and leave intoxicated. But most of the time you got to have a certain standard. You go in some restaurants, you can't come in a restaurant with a T-shirt on. Or tennis shoes. There's a standard. You can't go on your job any kind of way. If you have a workplace, there's usually policies in place where there's a standard of things you can wear. I don't care what kind of work you do. There's a standard. Amen. So in knowing who we are, we're going back to it. I promise it won't be long. We have to remember the first thing in 2019. We are to walk with clarity and knowing that we are a chosen people of God. The second thing we got to walk with conviction, knowing why we are who we are as a chosen people of God, that we have a responsibility as being part of a royal priesthood, that we have a standard of living uh, in conviction, that we have an accountability. And the last thing I want us to look at as we go into 2019 is that we walk into 2019 with confidence. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are to walk in the confidence of knowing who we are. Amen. That's exciting to me. I love the word of God because sometimes even as I read it and I study and some of these texts I, I look at each time God will give me something new. And, and like I said, this is a word of encouragement that we are to walk with confidence. Amen. The text goes on. So we look at the word of God in first Peter. He started out declaring that we are chosen people. He talks about a royal priesthood and talks about a holy nation. And then he goes into that. We are a special possession. We are set apart from other special possession that declares the praises of him. God who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. So as a special possession in some translation, it says that. Um, a peculiar people set apart again. As believers in Christ and joint heirs to the kingdom of God, we have been delivered from eternal death in hell. Jesus Christ on Calvary removed the eternal attachment of sin and death and damnation to our lives and an eternity in God in heaven upon physical death. We can walk with the confidence of knowing that we are the chosen people of God. And with that, there are some declarations for our lives that God promises us. Amen. Listen, watch this because God has taken his people, us from a spiritual darkness now into a spiritual light through Jesus Christ. We can, we can, and will declare to others and the world 
what we have experienced on the inside of our hearts. See, when we walk in the confidence, you know, we can declare what God has done for us as individuals. See, our testimony is an individual thing about who we are and what God has done for us. Amen. It is an individual thing. So we are now saved to walk in the newness of Christ, not only for self selfish gain, but to act as agents of change. We are agents of change through the gospel of Jesus Christ to share the light and to help others be snatched from the life of darkness, sin and hell bound. Now we take the word of God and we walk in the confidence of living and being exactly who God says we are. That is something to be excited about. So listen, what am I saying? We know that we are a chosen people. We know we are royal priesthood. We know that we are a holy nation. We are God's special possession. So we walk with that clarity. We walk with that conviction and we walk with that confidence in 2019. Listen, people of God, I declare for each listener on today that you will walk in the clarity of knowing who you are in God throughout 2019 with clarity, with conviction, with confidence. And I declare that you know that you are a special possession. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That you are set apart. That you are the salt of the earth. That you are the light of the world. That you are God's child for you are born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. That you are a new person in Christ. You are no longer bound to your past. You are redeemed from the curse of law and of sin and death. You are the elect of God. The temple of the Holy Spirit lives in you. You are blessed. You are set free. You are a joint heir to the kingdom of God. Oh, glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? Glory to your name. You are alive with Christ. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You are reconciled to God and you are complete in him. Three things, three things I want you to remember. As you walk into 2019, knowing who you are and knowing who you are, you walk in that clarity. You walk in that conviction and you walk in the confidence based off the word of God right here in 1 Peter 2 and 9. That you are chosen people of God. That you are part of the kingdom of God as a royal priesthood. And that you are a holy nation. And that you are God's special people. I pray that on today... That something here was shared and, and, and I pray that you caught it and that you are excited and I am excited for and with you that everything that God has promised for each one of his people, that we get to obtain it and we see it. The word of God reminds us that every blessing has already been done in the heavenly realms. So I am so grateful for that. Amen. And listen, this would not be a being love in action podcast. If we would not offer Christ to someone who's listening, 
Maybe you do know God. You know of God, but you really don't know who Jesus Christ is. You've heard of him. You've heard he's a prophet. He is. But he is the son of God. He is the lamb of God. He was the one that came and became the slain, slain lamb to redeem us back into God. The word tells us is that the only way to the father is to the son. Amen. He says the only way to the father is to the son. Glory to the lamb of God. It reminds us here in Romans 10 and 9. Is that we, we are to turn away from sin. And in turning away, it means repentance. It doesn't take a whole lot right where you are. It's just a heart thing. It says in John 14 and 6, I'm sorry, Romans 3 and 23. It says that we all have sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. We all are sinful in nature. But Jesus Christ came to redeem us from sin. That we don't have to live in debt. We don't have to live hellbound. We don't have to live in sin. God loves us so much. And he says that if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's just that simple. Whatever you want to pray, whatever you feel in your heart that you want to have between you and God. Say, listen, I, I know that I'm imperfect. But I guarantee you right where you are, he'll meet you. He'll meet you right where you are. Jesus said in John 14 and 6, he says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. You must know Jesus Christ or get to know him. So I offer Christ to you. And for those of you who know Jesus, know him as Lord and Savior, know God, have a relationship, but maybe you straight away. Maybe some things have happened in your life and you feel that you've done some things. God says nothing will ever separate us from his love. He's available to you. He's available. He's available to you. He promised to never leave us nor forsake us. So on today, as I offer Christ, if you have accepted him as Lord and Savior or you're, you're, you're giving your life, dedicating your life back to God. I pray that you remember whose you are. That you are chosen. You are part of the royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a set apart for God. And he loves you so much. And I pray that you find a, a church that is a, a church that preach and teach the word of God. Not a, a church where... The pastor is God or they're not teaching Jesus and who God is. Go somewhere, pray about it, find your great teaching ministry. And link up with your local church and be part of God's community. I thank you for those of you today who have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. For those who have repented and, and given their lives back to God. I am so excited for you and I thank God for each and every one of you. The Bible declares that the, the angels rejoice over one. Man, he rejoices over us. He loves us that much. So again, I love you, each one of you with the love of Christ. And again, I pray that something that was said today blessed you beyond measure. 
I am Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. And I pray that 2019 be one where God will blow your mind. God bless you. Until next week, be blessed. <music>